0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by RMS Fitness. I'm Steve Heitzer, joined today by my guests, as always, Stephen Donadio and Robert Decker. Gentlemen, how are you doing today?
1: What's up, Steve? Man, Good to be here. Doing well, Steve. We are down one today, though, aren't we?
0: We are. We are. appreciate everyone tuning in, in spite of the fact that Emily's not with us here today. She's off enjoying a few last-minute moments of summer, catching some rays, a few last... Uh, Grains of sand on the beach. Little Wipey. Yeah, little Wipey. We miss her. She'll be back with us next week. We're super glad that we can be here with everybody. Man, it's been another week, guys. It's like it seems like we hardly blink, and Time we're sitting flies. sitting back at this table again, yeah. doesn't it? Time
1: flies. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, this week is a blur. But um, lately, every week's been a blur. But this week, guys, that just a small tidbit of what happened to me this week is that. Um, I had some car repairs to do and I had to break out the old tools, and it's been a while since I've done that. So, I uh, took out some seats in my truck. Um, my background, you guys mostly know, is electronics in cars, like car stereos and alarms. So, along the way, I've used those tools to do other things. And this week, I decided I was going to take out the seats in my truck. And little did I know that it's a little more complicated than what it was about 15 to 20 years ago when I last did a job like that. So, fun, getting back to the roots, but uh, definitely hard work. Yeah, and when
0: you uh, used to work on cars, weren't they powered by actual horses back then? <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. No, I mean, you know what, it's funny though, because a lot has changed in the last couple of years, and you see, that even, <laughs> <laughs> you see that even in fitness equipment, don't you? It's like, you know, what used to be a simple type of machinery, that, that, that same idea nowadays can be more complicated. So, for sure, uh, glad you were able to Kind of muddle muddle your way through that one for sure. I've had an interesting week myself. You know, work-wise, it's been great. Uh, For some reason, this week has been the week of the bus driver saga in my personal life. I've had the hardest time getting my son on a bus this week uh, and off to school due to various circumstances. Um, So that's been interesting. That's been fun trying to figure out how to get him to the bus on time, where he's supposed to stand, you know, where he's not. It's been fun. Uh, so these are all the joys of everyday life while you're still trying to make a living and, you know, get your job done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it worked out okay. He made the bus every day. We're glad for that. In spite of the challenges. So, mission accomplished as a parent, uh, this week. Stephen, how was your week, man? Uh,
2: not too bad. Um, over the weekend, it's been a constant, you know, my basement has been a, it's always something to yeah. do in the home, something to, to make or to, to hang on the wall. So, this past weekend, um. Doing some touch-up paint and hanging some things on the some frames on the walls, so it's like you know I've put it off so long, and uh, yeah, the wife is like, a, it's, it, let's do it now. So it's I turned in. It's down. turned from a
0: honey-do list to a honey better list. Yeah, pretty
2: much. <laughs> better get it done list. Yeah, better,
0: better get it done list. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, you know what? We're, we're glad you survived the weekend, and uh, you could be here with us this week for sure. We had an exciting week of. Uh, work-related things to here at RMS. For those of us that uh, maybe are listening for the first time here at Everyone Needs a Spotter, uh, we just try to offer some kind of, you know, the things that we find during the course of our activities, interacting with property managers and multifamily real estate uh, locations in terms of operating a fitness amenity and the challenges, the wins, the struggles. We just kind of want to talk about it all to kind of put that all in one place for our, uh, our listeners so that they can benefit from, you know, some of the experience that we've accumulated over the years. So, you know, I learned a couple things and, you know, we're, we're starting to get more and more involved in new construction and new development um, and delivering those spaces. And every time we go to complete one of those installs, we have run into one or two things that, you know, we add to our uh, preparation checklist for the next one. And we're always kind of seeking those opportunities to uh, to do better and things. So, you know, it's never fun when you show up and there's no electrical in the room when they're supposed to be or there's other people working there. But our team at RMS, to their credit, was able to muscle through some of those challenges And uh, we got there done. So we had a couple nice installs this week. New equipment went in at a lot of places. And uh, really really proud of what our team got done this week. Um, Robert, I think you had an interesting experience early this week with a potential sales opportunity. Um, And I think that it presents a nice opportunity for us to discuss that at a larger level and basically see how we can help our our customers to understand why we do what we do and kind of how we're different than some of the other folks. So why don't you talk a little bit about your uh, experience this week?
1: Yeah, I think what Steve's alluding to is that I had the opportunity to walk a property that was trying to um, look at their fitness room in a different light. And in that, uh, going out there and working with the property manager, first of all, you need to have two rooms to begin with. So they had rooms with equipment in both sides. And one room was very well packed with both strength and cardio, and then the other room was three spin bikes. Same size room but they had everything in one room and three spin bikes in the other. Oh and I believe they had a punching bag. So they came to me and said what can we do? And The first thing came to mind was okay well how how do you want to present it when you're walking the client? Not necessarily the, the room itself. The functionality of the room should come second. It's really for the property it's a matter of the amenities important so how do we bring Um, kind of that wow factor when the when the new resident walks through so what we did is we decided that we were gonna and, and again my input her input back and forth ownership got involved wanted to present some things so we came to the agreement that we're gonna split the room cardio and strength that was the best approach that way they would have two rooms and each room would serve its own purpose but it would be spacious so that when a person walked into the room, they would say, wow, well laid out, so forth and so on. So to make the story kind of condense a little more because there were many emails in between, but I think what the team is trying to share today is client came back and gave me a shopping list and said they want certain things. And I thought, okay, how do I best serve Serve the customer, right? Because I could simply say, okay, I'll take your order, and I'll fulfill the order, right? Because that's what we do in the service business. a customer says, I have this many machines, I need you to come out and look at them or replace parts, and we'll put together a quote right from the customer's request. Seems easy enough. But in this case, I decided I was going to, and I was in I'm in competition with another vendor over this job, but I decided this time I wasn't going to move forward. I decided... This was not. This was not going to be a good product at the end, and I didn't want to have, necessarily, our name on this final product. So I decided to acquiesce and remove myself from the bidding process. And, um, you know, I felt good about it because I felt that was the best decision. A little nervous because you know we're in we're in the business to make money. I mean, we don't not want to uh, service our clients, but this was not the best so I emailed her back and apologized but said this was not for us if you're going to go in a different direction than our original plan and kind of revert back to where you were that um, you know RMS couldn't sign off on that that was not not a good plan and you know some hours went by and lo and behold she emailed me back and said you're right you're right we got off course thank you for putting us back on course and ownership agreed which is, is huge because it's got to travel through multiple people to get to a decision-maker mm-hmm. in this case. So I think they were, uh, they were presently or pleasantly surprised that I would hold my ground, and it meant something to them that, okay, he's taking this very serious. He wants to know that the end product is going to be in the best interest of the property. Yeah. And so um, there we have it. So it's just, now it's just a matter of a couple pieces of paperwork and we'll get the ball rolling. But that was a good experience for me because it told me that, or even reinforced to me, that when a client asks us to come out, you know, it's my responsibility to, to really put together a well laid out room and hold my ground. Because sometimes, and we, were, we talked about this earlier today, just because you have X amount of equipment doesn't mean you just go ahead and replace that same amount of equipment with the same type of equipment, right? Tell, I mean, tell them something. again, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Repeat that for yeah. them
0: again, please. Because no. <laughs> when it
1: comes to refreshes, um, there's a huge difference between refreshing your room and replacing units. Mm. That's that's not the same thing. Yep. And I think that's the concept that we'd like to get across is that, generally speaking, right, uh, 10 years or more is mm-hmm. what the equipment is, right? So. Yeah that's why we're even in this discussion is because we're at a point where the parts aren't available or the equipment starting to look aged but again it's not it's not one treadmill we're talking about an entire room so just replacing what you have already there you're not really again the word refresh is when someone walks in they're like wow this has been updated this is new equipment this is a new approach and your users have changed how they've exercised so you got you got to keep up right
0: no i mean that so first of all thank you for sharing that story there's a lot of detail you had to try to get in there and things like that for the context of it but um super important point to be made there you know we there's an infinite number of places to buy fitness equipment from in the world you can big box stores, you know, you, you can go online and find used and refer, all this stuff out there, but really at the end of the day what you're really hoping to, to find is a partner, right, that you're coming to somebody for their recommendations and you would hope that they have something to back that up other than just wanting your money, right? Like, right. you know, if the, if the if the person that you're shopping with is only concerned about making money from your sale, well, they'll sell you whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You've heard that old expression, they could, they could sell salt to a slug or something like that, right? Like, we don't want to have that that mentality as sales people of like, yeah. we're just here to just make a sale, whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. Because to Robert's point, you know, the property managers change, owners change, properties get sold and traded. But the sticker that says RMS Fitness is gonna be on that machine, you know, long after the install. And if people walk in there, we want them to know whether they're the current owner, the old owner, a new owner, somebody shopping or on a tour, that RMS created a, a quality product for that customer so you know there's lots of things that go into that you know when we go in there robert touched on a few of them you know steven have you um you had any any situations along those lines where you run into a, you know clients who um you know are, are approaching a an update or a refresh scenario but you know they have their own kind of ideas about things and you kind of get to an impasse point
2: yeah um it's funny i, I get it often too because sometimes what happens is You'll get property managers get approached by like long-time tenants and sometimes the tenants feel like they have a say in some things especially if they've been there five plus years mm-hmm. and so they're like oh i want this type of machine here um if you want me to stay here in this property or you know what you know sometimes they, they do stuff like that to kind of pressure them to buy products put products in the fitness center and then I get I get asked those questions. Can you get this in here? Can you know? Does this thing does this make sense? And from a sales standpoint, I'm like, wow, this is an easy sell. You know, yeah, I can easily put something in here. Um, this type of uh, punching bag or this and that, and whatever. But um, you know, when I think about it, because we we have the goal of longtime customers. We want to. That's what we want to always achieve and so and, and also to have the least amount of headaches for our customers and so if i knowingly know that whatever it is that they're asking is just going to be a non-stop headache i need to i need to voice my opinion on this and, and either offer an, an alternative for them or or just flat out tell them this doesn't make sense in, in your facility um, and this is, this is why and you should probably either tell your tenants or even tell ownership. Sometimes it comes from ownership because they you know they get pressured as well from other people to to put certain products or certain things in the fitness center. Um, so yeah, I mean it it comes across, it comes pretty often, and from a sales standpoint, I you know, I want to easily say, yeah, sure, let's make the quick buck here. But that's that's not what we want. Yeah, you know, you, you, you
0: really have to make the the, the concerted effort to be uh, obviously honest with your customers but also to just not always take the path of least resistance right when it comes to helping somebody out because you know i I, for instance had a a client you know somebody if you follow me on linkedin you've seen this post they reached out to me today and they asked if they could add attachment tvs to eight pieces of cardio in their gym that they originally didn't didn't want um so i called them on my lunch break today because i'm that's what I do on my lunch break. <laughs> I called her on my lunch break, and I chatted with her uh, while I was eating my sandwich about what she was hoping to accomplish with that update. And, well, and it came all the way from the top—an owner who lives in another country who hasn't seen the property until now—and he found out that there weren't any TVs, and he just said, "Give me a quote for TVs on these these units." Well, in my course of conversation with the property manager, I came to understand well—they don't have any. Cable infrastructure in the room. They don't have any way to receive TV signal, so they didn't really want TV attachments What they wanted was entertainment options through the Wi-Fi of their
2: building interesting
0: now If you had just called any old sales guy who just said oh, yeah, sure I can get you seven or eight attachment TVs They would have showed up with eight more power cords and power blocks and you would have needed eight more outlets and they'd have had mounts and TVs And you would have had nothing. Uh, Probably (laughs) a big old nightmare situation too. It would have been a big old nightmare for sure. So, you know, that's just an example of of one of those times where, you know, you have to come to the professionals with what you would like to accomplish. And then here here it is what we're saying to you and understand why. We we were kind of telling some of these stories because we want our our partners to understand that our, our number one directive is not to make the most money off of any transaction that we can. Our, our number one directive, as my coworkers making a funny face at me, <laughs> our number one directive is obviously to provide a final product that we are proud of that gets the job done. We, we want to make some money. We're here to pay our bills and feed our families and things. But we want you to come back to us for the next one and the next one and the next one. And that's only going to happen if you, you love the final product.
1: Um, so I think it's a great point, Steve. It's the fact that, again... Um, taking pride in your work knowing that the customer as Stephen mentioned a few minutes ago maybe someone from the property came in and said all that new equipment why don't we have TVs well maybe that's all that's what they heard but maybe the, the person was actually to your point asking for more entertainment because um, cardio or you know for many reasons we know people like to be entertained when on cardio equipment but uh, that's good that, um, you know, you sent out the questions, you held the line and said, okay, before I go through all of this, I really need to know what, what, you're, what you're doing. Because then you can add to that why, the, the what force, right? Because, again, the cost of the cable boxes per unit, this, what they'd have to do. Because I personally was on that install, mm-hmm. and that's a concrete floor. So how do you get cable over there? Yep. You know, so those are some things that they probably weren't even thinking about but by taking the time to stop the process that's really that's really what counts and i think that that builds relationships builds trust this person will now say okay i have another request that goes over steve's not going to simply just type on his keyboard he's going to ask the right questions and make sure i'm taken care of because not every property manager needs to be 100% educated about every piece of equipment in a fitness room. That's not their job. Their job is to manage the entire property, make sure the residents are happy. So if we can do our part, give them our experience and expertise, hey, why not, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we send you a proposal, if you notice it has, like, all new equipment but maybe one less piece of equipment in the room, you know, it's most likely that we're just trying to help you to achieve – either what would be a more desirable flow, a workflow within the space, or or just enough space for people in general to feel like they're not crowded or cluttered. You know, obviously, if we sold you another piece of equipment, we'd probably make a couple more bucks. That's, you know, just, that's how math works. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, that's not the relationship that we're looking to develop with our with our partners. You know, we, we really want to be that, that resource. And I, I, we keep saying that word because there's just so many opportunities. We, we see it so often. You know, I go out to these installs sometimes and I'm like, man, like, what happened here? Why did we end up with... So much of this or so much of that, yeah. you know, and can't always figure out the answer, honestly. It just seems like they, they got into something and they just, the momentum took them through, you know. I wanted to
1: add to our discussion, though, because uh, we don't do a lot of these, but we, we do at time um, get involved with helping customers with floor installs, mm-hmm. right? We do flooring. And, but there are a lot of contractors out there that do flooring and do a good job. But I wanted to add, when you talked about this topic of refreshing, I had a recent client up north who asked for me to look at their equipment. Now their equipment's got to be pushing 15 years old, but not every piece is 15 years old. So what do you do? Right? What do you do if you have over the years they've replaced one or this or that? But in, in all reality, there's nothing there to keep. And then she said, well, let me consider some new equipment. And I was like, "Wow, well, they would look great. Don't get me wrong, but have you noticed your floor? you know have you noticed the fact that yeah, you'd probably like to get some new equipment in here, but you have holes under the treadmill from the years of use, so if you don't do something about this, all that effort to putting in new equipment it's not gonna it's not gonna be the final product you're looking for and so going back to your point, they have I'm guessing now they have about 25 pieces of equipment in this room, and I'd like them to put 18 in the room. Mm-hmm. Space. I see where the which equipment's being used. I can tell what equipment really hasn't been touched, um, and we have repair history that tells the client, okay, we've replaced cables on this and this. So I could immediately say your functional trainer is being used. Your dumbbells are being used, but you see that ab and back machine; it hasn't been used in years. It's just sitting there. Yeah. And so, why why replace that? Yeah. I can see that it's not being used. And then all the cardio. You know, some machines used to be a staple, but now you have to rethink. A rower might be more often used in a room than say an upright bike. Mm-hmm. So you have to. If they really understand your room, Uh, I know some property managers have put polls out to see what responses they'll get back, and they can be helpful. They'll give you a baseline idea of what you need. But I I do think that uh, when you're in that refresh mode, start thinking about flooring, start thinking about paint, things like that. If you can put a few dollars into that, when that new equipment goes in, it'll really pop for you.
0: Yeah, and if you do decide to do any of those things, we can also then help you to understand you know the flow of work you know if you're if you're going to be undertaking a flooring job there's obviously considerations to moving the equipment Mm -hmm. taking it apart putting it back together sometimes how your equipment will fare under those conditions we advise on all of those subjects we have a customer we're doing an install for next week who's having flooring done ahead of our install you know so we've given a little direction to them on best practices and things to make sure that their movers don't you know do anything crazy to their equipment so mm-hmm. you know there's there's lots of things there um another thing that comes up often in the course of deciding whether or not you want to update or add equipment or refresh equipment is changing uh safety standards and things like that in the room you have obviously uh the one that comes to mind most readily for me is the astm recommendation of 48 inches behind treadmills that was standard for a while well now that recommendation has now been increased to six feet because people are training more aggressively they're running at higher speeds often on the treadmills and if you fall on a treadmill going 12 13 miles an hour you launch that thing's going to send you for a ride Yeah. (laughs) and they want to make sure that people have the space they need to be safe right so if you make an update to your room you may not any longer be grandfathered into the old policies from when you purchased before and if you make changes you need to understand the, the current safety trends which again is why consulting with a professional like RMS Fitness, who's going to ma- take all of that into consideration, can help you to avoid a lot of heartache. You know, it, sometimes people go, "Oh, well, do we really have to do the safety recommendations?" You know, we're a condo. Sometimes condos will say, "Like we yeah, don't have the same deserves. rules." You know, <laughs> right. and, I, and I, I said to somebody the other day, and I said, "Well, you may not have to be safe, but like it's kind of like you don't have to wear your seatbelt in the car either. Like, but you know, if you do." And do better if you have an accident yeah. you should probably try to apply that whether you want to or not so to speak <laughs> so you know that's basically uh, another example of, of just these things that we run into out in the field where you're trying to help people to create modern safe appealing fitness amenities there's so many things that go into it another one um, Stephen, maybe you can talk about it a little bit would be like taking into consider future maintenance you know, needs of the equipment and setting the property up for success there.
2: Like, what role maybe does that play? Yeah, I mean, it's like, if you're trying to jam-pack a room full of equipment, that in itself is already going to be a safety issue. You just can't have that many people working out and just cramming the equipment all next to each other. And then the other aspect you got to think about is this equipment is not made to last forever and it's going to need to be maintained when you jam-pack equipment next to each other and you have things everywhere then it's going to be difficult to service you're gonna have technicians frustrated they can't get into anything and then there's people working out everywhere over top of them and so that also in itself becomes a safety issue as well and can be a frustration for a lot of properties so that's kinda like why Whenever we get sales requests and stuff like that, we like to visit the properties, especially if we haven't been there before, just to kind of see how it was initially set up. If, if they were set up to fail from the beginning, we kind of help them improve on, on the safety standards um, when it comes to having fitness centers and, and equipment in the fitness centers.
0: Yeah, and it does. It kind of sometimes puts us in an awkward situation where we're we're telling people that you have too much equipment. You need to maybe make a change or make a reduction, for whatever reason. I don't know what that is, man. But people, uh, clients, they, they they push back against that idea. Of, like it, it's like a they feel like they're losing value by not having a, a piece in the room or something along those lines. So, you know, I, Robert. Yeah, I just
1: I think I was earlier we talked about a client um, in Ocean City mm-hmm. who has. Eight pieces of equipment that's no longer available for parts Yep. so I called and said hey there's nothing wrong at the moment but if any of this breaks I can't help you any longer because the company is no longer in business and the people purchasing them are not going to follow through on any kind of parts so they kind of got they're going to be building the machines on their own putting their own name brand on it but it's not going to support that brand name that she has anymore. So I got to thinking, we talked about okay, so, you know, should we put all this strength back into this facility? Mm. Or could we put one multi machine station in there and then maybe add a little more cardio, which I believe, based on the mileage of the treadmills, they're the ones that are getting the most use. So instead of just accepting, uh, you could say the request should just put numbers together to replace what she has. It's a good good time to try to rethink the room, tell her, and instead and, and of, you know. I like when you're talking to a customer about adding value to the room as opposed to taking pieces out. You're adding value to the room. Mm-hmm. Open space rooms where people can see that things are neat and organized far outweighs a lot of equipment in a room. Yep, and um, it it does because even in this facility, they have the ability to rent to other people. So now when they come, when these people are advertising for rental times of the year, the room's going to look like that's an amenity you want to put on your website. We also have a fitness center for this, you know, for this season when they have that. But if they saw the room now, they might not want to put it on the website because the it's not that the equipment doesn't work but it's just aged, make a few changes, add some space, some fresh look to it, I think it'll go a long way.
0: Yeah, and the nice part about a lot of the current trends in fitness is that they're actually lower maintenance than what a lot of the prior solutions would have been in the past. So if you're moving into more weight training, more functional fitness and things like that, those items almost by default are lower maintenance, which means less upkeep, less, you know, ticky tacky units out of order, complaints from, you know, visitors and things like that. So that's a huge upside. Um, at this point, you know, we've kind of hashed through some of those details. But I guess to reiterate Robert's earlier point, you know, like we don't, you know, there's, there's partners and then there's order takers. And between the idea of there being, you know, somebody that wants to really be a partner to you and somebody that just wants to, to just take your order, well, unfortunately, when you come to RMS, this is not Burger King. You can tell us what you want, but you may not be able to have it your way um, because, <laughs> you know, we're just not going to sign off on something that we think isn't to, into your best interest and isn't going to represent your, your your interest in our company, you know, the way we want to be a true partner to you. So, um, Robert, good job standing your ground earlier this week.
1: Yeah, it was, it was uh, again, it was rewarding because I think that the final, I mean, I, I hope to post about it without... Naming names. Yeah. But it'll, it will be good to show where the room is currently, where the room will be in the future, and what it will look like. I mean, they're not replacing every piece, but they're rethinking the room because they, you know, made some purchases from new, some new treadmills. So they might look a little dated. But the rest of the equipment will be up to speed and. I think it's gonna it's gonna pay off in the long run, so now it was a good experience,
0: yeah, I mean, I always pretty much say for me, like working with my clients, like the perfect scenario is your wish list, my expertise come together to create something beautiful so that's yeah. the that's right the idea right. um you know and then stephen uh parting comments on the subject uh du jour
2: no it's uh I enjoyed uh our discussion it's definitely uh reaffirms my my stance on um you know Standing your ground if it doesn't make sense uh, because you're you're uh, you know we're in it there for, for the properties we we don't want the headaches um, we want to make sure that the sale is a good sale and that the customers are happy. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's good sales and happy customers. That's uh, that's, right, that's what it's all about. So I'm sure I speak for the entire team at RMS Fitness, not just those of us at the table today. That we appreciate all of our listeners, all of our clients. And all of our friends that support this podcast as well. If you have anything that you'd like to hear us discuss, please send an email to podcast at podcast.rmsfitness.com. We'll review that. We may even give you a little shout-out if you pick a good subject. And we look forward to uh, coming together next week for another week in review and an opportunity to be a good spotter for our clients. So, uh, Robert, Stephen.
2: Thanks, Steve. Parting words. Have a great weekend. I am learning more Italian this week. So, Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Uh,
0: Yes, yes. Arrivederci. (laughs) I hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Everyone Needs a Spotter brought to you by RMS Fitness. We'll see you next time.